Hello. Hi, everyone. Nice, Jeremiah 32 to 36 today. Do you like my T-shirt? It's Homer Simpson in his pants, sleeping on the sofa. I don't. I feel like it's not one for a Sunday. Uh, but it is one for a Thursday. He's a bit like Slugman, isn't he? Homer Simpson. He's also the simple man in Proverbs. Oh, what time is it now? One to seven, right? We're doing Jeremiah 32 to 36 today. We're getting through it. We are getting through it indeed. Just wait uh, 20 seconds and then I'll get the Bible open. Right then, let's go for it, shall we? Jeremiah 32 to 36. Father in heaven, please uh, help us to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the, tw in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. The army, the army of the king of Babylon was then besieging Jerusalem and Jeremiah the prophet was confined in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace of Judah. Now Zedekiah, king of Judah, had imprisoned him there saying, why do you prophet? Why do you prophesy as you do? You say, this is what the Lord says. I'm about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon and he will capture it. Zedekiah, king of Judah, will not escape out of the hands of the Babylonians, but will certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon. He will speak with him face to face and see him with his own eyes. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon where he will remain until I deal with him, declares the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you'll not succeed. Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, son of Shalom, your uncle, is going to come to you and say, buy my field at Anathoth, because as nearest relative, it's your right and duty to buy it. Then, just as the Lord had said, my cousin Hanamel came to me in the courtyard of the guard and said, Buy my field at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin, since it is your right to redeem it and possess it, buy it for yourself. I knew that this was the word of the Lord, so I, brought the field, I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel. 
and weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed, had it witnessed and weighed out the silver on the scales. I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, as well as the unsealed copy, and I gave the deed to Barak, son of Neriah, the son of Mahasiah, in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, and of the witnesses who had signed the deed. And of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard, oh, and of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard, in their presence I gave Barak these instructions. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Take these documents, both the sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase, and put them in a clay jar so that they'll last a long time. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. How houses, fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. After I've given the deed of purchase to Barak, son of Neriah, I pray to the Lord. Our sovereign Lord, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands and bring the punishments for the father's sins into their into the laps of their children after them. O great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord Almighty, great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to all the ways of men. You reward everyone according to his conduct and as his deeds deserve. You performed miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt and have continued them to this day, both in Israel and among, the man, among all mankind and have gained the renown that is still yours. You brought your people Israel out of Egypt with signs and wonders, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and with great terror. You gave them this land you had sworn to give to their forefathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey or you or follow your law. They did not do what you commanded them to do, so you brought all this disaster upon them. See how the siege ramps are built to take this city. Because of the sword, famine and plague, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians who are attacking it. What you said has happened, as you now see. And though the city will be handed over to the Babylonians, you, O sovereign Lord, say to me, buy the field with silver and have the transaction witnessed. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to hand the city over to the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, who will capture it. The Babylonians who are attacking the city will burn it down along with the houses where the people provoked me to anger by burning incense on the roofs to Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods. The people of Israel and Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth. Indeed, the people of Israel have done nothing but provoke me with what their hands have made, declares the Lord. 
From this day it was built until now, the city has so aroused my anger and wrath that I must remove it from my sight. The people of Israel and Judah have provoked me by all the evil they have done. They, their kings and officials, their priests and prophets, the men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, they've turned their backs to me and not their faces. Though I thought, though I taught them again and again, they would not listen or respond to my discipline. They set up their abominable, abomina, oh gosh, abominable idols in the house that bears my name and defiled it. They built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech, though I never commanded, nor did it enter my mind that they should do such a detestable thing so make Israel sin. You're saying about this city, by the sword, famine and plague, it will be handed over to the king of, ba of Babylon. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I'll surely gather them from all the lands where I banish them in my furious anger and great wrath. I'll bring them back to this place and let them live in safety. They will be my people and I'll be their God. I'll give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them and I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing good to them and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart, soul, uh, all my heart and soul. This is what the Lord says. As I've brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I've promised them. Once more, fields will be brought in this land of which you say it's a desolate waste without men or animals, for it has been handed over to the Babylonians. Fields will be bought for silver and deeds will be signed, sealed and witnessed in the territory of Benjamin in the fields around Jerusalem and in the towns of Judah and in the towns of the hill country of the western foothills and of the Negev because I will restore their fortunes declares the Lord. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says he who made the earth the Lord who formed it and established it the Lord is his name. Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says about the houses in this city and the royal palaces of Judah that have been torn down to be used against the siege ramps and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They'll be filled with dead bodies of the men I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from this city because of all its wickedness. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and I will rebuild them as they were before. I'll cleanse them from all the sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And there will be an awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. 
This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it's a desolate waste without men or animals. Yet the towns in, of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabited by neither men nor animals, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, the voices of those who bring thank offerings and the house of the Lord uh, to the house of the Lord, saying. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says in this place, desolate and without men or animals in all its towns where there uh, there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. In the towns of the hill country of the western foothills and of the Negev in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem and in the towns of Judah, flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. The days are, are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill um, the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I'll make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteousness. <coughs> oh, gosh, sorry. For this is what the Lord says. David will never fail to have a man sit on the throne of the house of Israel, nor the priests who are Levites ever fail to have a man stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burnt grain offerings and present sacrifices. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, no, that's all good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, where was I at? No other priests who are Levites ever failed to have a man stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings and present sacrifices. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night so that the day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites who are priests ministering before me can be broken and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. I'll make the descendants of David my servant and the Levites who minister before the countless uh, before me as countless as the stars of the sky and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Hear the word of the Lord. Have you not noticed that these people are saying the Lord has rejected the two kingdoms he chose? So they despise my people and no longer regard them as a nation. This is what the Lord says. If I've not established my covenant with day and night and fix the laws of the heaven and earth. Then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, and will not choose one of his sons to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, for I will restore their fortunes and have compassion on them. Right, 34. While Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and all his army 
and all the kingdoms and people in the empire he ruled were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding towns. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Go to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him, this is what the Lord says. I'm about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. You will not escape from his grasp, but will surely be captured and handed over to him. You will see the king of Babylon with your own eyes, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Yet hear the promise of the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You'll not die by the sword. You'll die peacefully as people made a funeral fire in honour of your fathers, the former kings who preceded you, so they'll make a fire in your honour and lament. Alas, O master, I myself make this promise, declares the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet told all this to Zedekiah, king of Judah in Jerusalem, while the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that were still holding out. Lachish and Ezekiah, uh, these were the only fortified cities left in Judah. The word of the Lord came from the Lord after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim the freedom for the slaves. Everyone was to free his Hebrew slaves, both male and female. No one was to hold a fellow Jew in bondage. So all the officials and people who entered into the covenant agreed that they would be they would free their male and female slaves and no longer hold them in bondage. They agreed and set them free, but afterwards they changed their minds and took them back as slaves, took back as slaves, the ones they'd freed and enslaved them again. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I made a covenant with your forefathers when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the lands of slavery. I said, Every seventh year, each of you must free any fellow Hebrew who sold himself to you. After he served you for six years, you must let him go free. Your fathers, however, did not listen to me or pay attention to me. Recently, you repented and did what is right in my sight. Each of you proclaimed freedom to his countrymen. You even made a covenant before me in the house that bears my name. But now you've turned round and profaned my name. Each of you has taken back the male and female slaves you'd set free to go where they wished. You forced them to become your slaves again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You've not obeyed me. You have not proclaimed freedom for your fellow countrymen. So now I proclaim freedom for you, declares the Lord. Freedom to fall by the sword, plague and famine. Hmm. I'll make you abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth. The men who violated my covenant and have not fulfilled my terms of the covenant they made before me, I'll treat them like the calf they cut in two and then walked between its pieces. The leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests and all the people of the land who walked between the pieces of the calf, I will hand over to their enemies who seek their lives. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. I will hand Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials over to their enemies who seek their lives to the army of the king of Babylon, which is withdrawn from you. 
I'm going to give the order, declares the Lord, and will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, take it and burn it down. And I will lay waste the towns of Judah so that no one can live there. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Je Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. So I went to get Jesaniah, son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, and his brothers and all his sons, the whole family of the Rechabites. I brought them. I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the room of the sons of Hanan, son of Igdaliah, the man of God. It was next to the room of the officials, which was over that of Messiah, son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the men of the Rechabite family and said to them, drink some wine. But they replied, we do not drink wine because our forefather, Jonadab, son of Rechab, gave us this gave us this command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Also, you must never build houses, sow seed or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but must live always in tents. Then you will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. We've obeyed everything our forefather, Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. Neither we nor our wives nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine or built houses to live in or had vineyards, fields or crops. We've lived in tents and have fully obeyed everything our forefather Jonadab commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded this land, we said, come, we must go to Jerusalem and escape the Babylonian and Arminian, oh, sorry, Aramean armies. So we've remained in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go and tell the men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, Will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord? Jonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his sons not to drink wine, and this command has been kept. To this day they do not drink wine, because they obey their forefathers' command. But I've spoken to you again and again, and yet you've not obeyed me. Again and again, I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you. They said, each of you must turn from your wicked ways, reform your actions. Do not follow other gods and serve them. Then you shall live in the land I've given you and your fathers. But you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants of Jonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefather gave them. But these people have not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I'm going to bring on Judah and on everyone living in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to his family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You've obeyed the command of your forefather, Jonadab, and have followed all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Jonadab, son of Rechab, shall never fail to have a man to serve me. And finally, chapter 36. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. 
Take a scroll and write on it all the words I've spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah until now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, each of them will turn from his wicked way. Then I'll forgive their wickedness and their sin. So Jeremiah called Barak son of Neriah. And while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him, Barak wrote them on the scroll. Then Jeremiah told Barak, I am restricted. I cannot go to the Lord's temple. So you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting and read to the people from the scroll the words of the, of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who come in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord and each will turn from his wicked ways. For the anger and wrath pronounced against this people by the Lord are great. Barak son of Neriah did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do. At the Lord's temple he read the words of the Lord from the scroll. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim son of Josiah, the king of Judah, a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the towns of Judah. From the room of Gemariah, son of Shaphan, the secretary, which was in the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple, Barak read to all the people at the Lord's temple the words of Jeremiah from the scroll. When Micaiah, son of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll. He went down to the secretary's room in the royal palace where all the officials were sitting. Elishama, the secretary, Deliah, son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, son of Akbor, Gemariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials after Micaiah told them everything he had heard. Barak reads to the people of the scroll from the scroll. All the officials sent Jehudiah, son of someone, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, say to Barak, bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Barak, son of Neriah, went to them with the scroll in his hand and he said to him, Sit down, please, and read it to us. So Barak read it to them. When they heard all these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Barak, we must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Barak, tell us, how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes, Barak replied. He dictated all the words to me and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. Then the officials said to Barak, you and Jeremiah go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. After they put the scroll in the room of Elishima, the secretary, they went to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudi, Jehudi to get the scroll from Je, and Jehudi brought it from the room of Elishima, the secretary, and read it to the king and all the officials standing beside him. It was the ninth month and the king was sitting in the winter apartment with a fire burning in the brazier in front of him. Whenever Jehudi read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them 
off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the brazier until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. Oh, gosh. The king and all his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes, even though Al-Nathan, Deliah and Gemariah urged the king not to burn the scroll. He would not listen to them. Instead, the king commanded Jehoramiel, a son of the king, Sariah, son of Azrael, and Shelmiah, son of Abdeel, to arrest Barak, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord had hidden them. After the king burned the scroll containing the words of Barak had written at Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Take another scroll and write on it all the words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, burned up. Also tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, this is what the Lord says. You burnt that scroll and said, why did you write on it that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and cut off both men and animals from it? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. You will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on him and those living in Jerusalem and all the people of Judah every disaster I pronounced against them because they have not listened. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe Barak, son of Neriah, and Jeremiah dictated. Barak wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. Well, there we go. So that was a, some quite heavy chapters. A lot of um, God's grace, though, and, and help and love for his church. Obviously, that last chapter is just mad, isn't it? That shows you that the heart of the king, he didn't care what God said. He didn't want to hear bad news. He only wants to hear good news. Um, and of course, we need to have both. We need to know what God says, whether it is good or bad. We need to know the truth. Um, what else is there in that? Uh, there was the promise again that the Lord, our righteousness, uh, will come. There was a second time that that's been promised, which was cool. Uh, there's also that Jeremiah buying a field. So he was, he was investing in the land that was about to become desolate because of exile. Um, because it's like God saying, no, I'm telling you, like that is worth investing in because um, it's a bit like saying I'm, I'm storing up my treasures for heaven. You know, I'm investing in in that, even though right now we're not there. That's where life is, you know. Yeah, there, there was more stuff. I thought oh, I should talk about that at the end. Um, I can't quite remember now. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, hey, have a good Thursday, everyone. God bless you guys. See you soon.